Kodak, coming to you live once again from the CBS Community Code of Summerton, Philadelphia, with our Friday morning broadcast, podcast, Derek Hashem cast over here. We are going weiter in Derek Hashem on a, a lovely blustery, no, it's not blustery out there, just a little overcast, a little damp, coldish, not so bad. Um, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayigash. We continue in Chelik Alf Perik Dalad Simon Tess. Aleph Dalad Tess. Ramchal has been telling us the Mahalich, specifically the approach of earning, gaining, creating our Olam Hab over here, creating our Shlemus over here, making ourselves the self-contained source of Shlemus, making ourselves as much like Hashem over here, all for that to be actualized in Olam Haba. We had yesterday Avon Yiro, that everything is going to be successful dependent on the Avon Yiro that I do it with, which goes 100% perfectly beautifully in line with everything that we've been understanding so far, that I can't make myself like Hashem if I'm not in cognizance of Hashem himself. I'm not trying to be like Hashem. I don't want to be like Hashem. I'm not doing this because Hashem asked me to do this. I'm making a mechitza between me and Hashem. So you can do all the misses in the world, but if they're not being done with Avon Yira, the Hashem is lacking over there. How can you say that all this is making me like Hashem if I'm not making me like Hashem, if I'm not trying to recognize Hashem? We also had a beautiful discovery yesterday that the whole vart of Yiras HaRaimimus is a person saying that I'm avoiding Averis because they're outside of Hashem's existence and I don't want to be outside of Hashem's existence. I, I, I don't want to give credence or validity to anything that's outside Hashem's existence because Einod Mavadok. Yerusha Oynish, we had such a gewaldic insight. Yerusha Oynish, when you're afraid of sin, you're recognizing a path outside of Hashem's existence. You're just saying it's it's the more painful of the two. It doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense for me, but you recognize it. Yerusha Oynish, you don't even recognize it. Beautiful. So that's the mitzvahs in the mundane. And Perik Tester, I'm going to tell us about one more activity that makes us into shleimum, that gives us shleimus, that gives us perfection, that makes us like Hashem. One more biggie, one more major activity, and that is Perik Tess, is it Simon Tess? Let's see now, that's going to be Talmud Torah. Torah study. Let's see. Amnam. Emsoi echot nasan lanu hakel There is one medium that the Rebbein Shalalem gave us. Shemadregosoi lemalami kol shar haemtsoi hamakarvam adam elav which its madrega is way above all the other devices, all the other mediums, all the other tools that the Rebbein Shem gave us to create dveikos over here, to make us like Hashem over here. It's above the mitzvahs and the mundane. And we've been discussing until now how the mitzvahs and the mundane draw us closer, bring us near, make us more godly. But there's one thing that, that, that rises above all of that. Vuhu Talmud HaToyra. That is learning Torah. Talmud Torah has the capability of raising us in a way that no other mitzvahs or mundane can do and giving us shleimus and tikkun that goes above and beyond the shleimus and tikkun that we can get from all the mitzvahs in the mundane. And the Ramchal will explain, well, we'll have to see if he explains this and what the explanation is, but first he breaks down exactly what Talmud Torah is. What is Talmud Torah? What does it mean to learn? There's two types of learning. The first one is Bebechinas Hahigoin Vahalimud. Higoin Vilimud 
The Ramchal means by that, as we will see, is um, doesn't mean meditating, doesn't mean delving into. It means reciting. Doesn't even mean study, really. We'll see reciting, reciting, being occupied with learning. The second type of learning is farshtein, understanding, processing, analyzing. See, guidance and limud is, let's say, reading and translating. Not study, but um, being occupied with. Reading. That's Higayin and Limud. Haskalah, analytics, understanding, processing. Those line up obviously with two well-known aspects of Talmud Torah, but let's let the Ramchal get there before we get there. saw fit and appropriate to compose a... A body of knowledge, a a, 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 a a concept, as he saw appropriate, in, in accordance with Hashem's own chachma. The Rebbeim handed that chibur, this body of knowledge, this construct, this entity, he gave it over to us. Now what is this? What is this chibur? What is this body? This, this 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 work, Hanuklal Sefer Hatayra. That's first and foremost Chamisha Chumshei Tayra, Vacher of Sefer Hanavim, and after that, the additional Sefer Hanavim that have also been handed over to us, and by Sefer Hanavim, the Ramchal is referring to everything that comes in Tanakh after Chumash. The Ramchal is telling us that all this is a Chibur Kemoshe Gazer Chachmasay. Something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu assembled, something HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, something HaKadosh Baruch Hu delineated and delivered to us. So the Sifri and Avim are also delivered to us and created by, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Obviously there's, there are fundamental differences between Torah and Navi, and Navi and Ksuvim, that the Rabchad doesn't get into over here, but it is clear that it's all created and designed and delivered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, maybe through you know, different steps in between, but anything that it's, that's there in Tanakh is something that we can say that was, that was established and delivered by the Rebbe Yishalayim to us. And when we have that Torah, it, it, from the properties of this work, this Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, it has the property of that what? Someone that is busy with it, that is that is um, reciting it. Reciting. A good translation over here of the word Yehege. Someone who's reciting it, in Kedusha and in Tara, holiness and in purity, with the proper intentions, the proper mindset. Which is that he's doing this because there's something Hashem asked him to do, something Hashem wants him to do. 
person is able to do that, yes, ad same boy, al yadam maila, al yoyno, shleim is gadol, ad ma'oid. This reinforces and builds up within a person amazing, awesome levels of growth, levels of shleimus, of perfection, ad ma'oid to a tremendously high level. And this is what the Ramchal opened off with by telling us that Torah can bring a person shleimus and bring a person tikkun and bring a person tamadregus way above and beyond everything that we had till now, which is the mitzvahs and the mundane. There's something called Torah, which does even more than everything we had till now. And Ramchal saying that even what we call higayin, limud, just reciting Torah, reciting the words of Torah, is already doing that. V'chein, misha yishtadol b'havonasim v'v'yediyas ma'asha moser lonu mipeirashayim. Someone, here's, here's the, the, the second aspect, the second um, element of, of Talmud Torah, someone who puts an effort, tries to understand, tries to relate to what he's learning, what he's reciting. He, he breaks down what he's reciting, analyzes it, understands it, delves into it. According to his established, the effort that he puts in, he will get even a higher degree of shleimus above and beyond the shleimus that, that's already there just from merely reciting words of Torah. person tries to understand those words of Torah, tries to analyze those words of Torah, and delves into those words of Torah, that gives him additional shleimus um, above and beyond the already unbelievable shleimus. All the more so if he pushes his mind as far as he can possibly go, and not only understands, analyzes, and breaks down what he's what he's what he's what he's reciting, but he tries to probe into their very secrets, what 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 what's um, you know the hidden aspects, the the non-intuitive aspects, aspects of understanding that you don't see on the surface. Every aspect of knowledge that he gets, every um, bit of analysis and clarity that he's able to produce when he, when he not just recites, reads words of Torah, when he understands his words of Torah, will give him strength and madregas and elevations and perfection, tikkun and shleimus in his neshama. Um, in a way, again, as the Ramchal told us, that, 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 that uh, beats hands down the tikkunim and the shleimus that he's able to get from mitzvahs. Okay, so let's, let's stop for a moment. Almost at the end of this paragraph, before we wrap it up, let's, let's pause for a moment. So first of all, we see clearly, when Rachel introduced us to this kind of, he said, Torah, Talmud Torah gives you shleimus and tikkunim in two different areas. He said, Higoyin Valimut, which we're translating as reciting, Reciting and translating, reciting and translating. The second was... That doesn't mean without, without any understanding. What? That doesn't mean without any understanding. It could mean even without any understanding, but even with a simple understanding is still included in that. Higoyin and Limud means reciting and translating. Reciting and translating. The second was Haschala, analyzing, processing, and, um, and, and, and breaking it down. So these are the two aspects of Talmud Torah over here. <coughs> And it's clear from the continuation of the Hemshech Adorim of the Ramchal that this is also lines. This is also to be lined up with what we call Tereshavich Sam Tereshav Apeh. This is Tereshavich Sam Tereshav Apeh. Higayin and Limud is Tereshavich Sav, the written law, and Haschala is Tereshav Apeh, the oral law. Oral law, which not coincidentally, this Friday, you know, Friday used to be dedicated to the oral law. 
Um, so we have a, a cameo over here, a shout out for the oral law. Tereshavah Pev, that, that's, that's Haskal. Okay, that's, that, that's it's clear from the Hemshech Advarim that that's how the Ramchal is establishing this. He going in Limud, reciting and translating, that's in the world of Tereshavah Pev, Haskal is Tereshavah Pev. And he's telling us both pursuits of, of Torah, both preoccupations of Torah, give a Yid, Shlemus and Tikkun, way above and beyond everything that we had till now in the Sefer. What do we have till now in the Sefer? We had the Tikkun and Shlemus that comes from the Mitzvahs and from the Mundane. And <clears throat> he explained us the, the process, how that works. We had a very nice approach, very nice understanding from the Rachel, how the whole thing works together. We've seen the last few days, the last couple weeks, how that works. And he's telling us, Lamaisa Torah beats all, all of that. Now, there's a number of things that have to, we have to speak out over here to really pin this paragraph down. Um, number of diukim in the Ramchal, a number of things that aren't even diukim, the thing that he says explicitly. Before we get to the how, how the Ramchal himself speaks out and, and, and develops these ideas, just right off the bat, what, why Taka is it that Talmud Torah gives a Yid Shlemos to a degree that he can't get from the mitzvahs in the mundane and gives him Tikkunim to a degree that he can't get from the mitzvahs in the mundane and is making him a Ben Olam Haba by extension that he can't get to the same degree from the mitzvahs in the mundane. He doesn't really explain. He, he, you know, we're, we're, we're one sentence away from the end of the paragraph. And he just keeps repeating the same thing. This gives you Maila El Yoyin of Shlemos Godol Ad Ma'od Madrigam and Madrigas Hayoyser Ramos The highest Madrigas Higher than the other ones, he's not saying why. He doesn't really explain why. He's just kind of insisting this is the way it works, and it's a little bit unusual for the Ramchal to do that. Um, the Ramchal usually try, explains things to us and presents things to us. Here, he, it almost seems that he's just giving this as milsabli timer. This is just the way it is. Torah does something way above and beyond. So the first question has to be before again we get into the pratim, the details of how the Ramchal, what, what the Ramchal is saying, how it works. But uh, uh, why does it work? Why does it work? And let's, you know, we can rejoin that with another question, which is, at the end of the day, isn't Torah just one of the mitzvahs? Talmud Torah is one of the 613 mitzvahs. And the Ramchal was discussing, Vav, Zayin, Ches, talking about how the mitzvahs work. The mitzvahs are all there to give me an aspect of, of, of 613 mitzvahs, all parallel different facets and aspects of how Kodesh Baruch Hu relates to the Bria. And, and when I do each of the mitzvahs, that parallels an aspect of my existence, my neshama, gives me shlemus over here, shlemus over here, shlemus over there. And that's all the mitzvahs. And that's when I'm doing that to be like the reversion through Avenira. So I've Shlemus over here, Shlemus over there, Shlemus over there. So in Elam Haba, I'm going to be able to bond fully all facets, all aspects of myself will sparkle and shine because I polished every facet. That was, that's the mitzvah. Tabatar is one of the mitzvahs. I mean, it's one of the 613 mitzvahs. So A, why wasn't it already covered? B, why does it work more than the mitzvahs? And C, how does it work different than all the other mitzvahs? It is one of the mitzvahs. It is one of the mitzvahs. Chayra is already covered. Why is it that this mitzvah is different than the other mitzvahs? Let's throw in one more question. There's something very interesting about Tom Torah, like a built-in catch-22, <clears throat> built-in paradox, especially when we look at this in light of how the Ramchal has been building it up the whole time. There, there, there is a, something that's almost like a, a, a tarti disasri in terms of how Tom Torah works um, in, 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 in uh, giving me shleimus in making me into a Ben Elam Habak, giving me dveikus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Tardi Sassi seems to be like this. On the one hand, we saw already that the Ramchal explained in such clear and, and, and succinct uh, form how all of the mitzvahs and the mundane activities 
make me into a ben oilam haba, give me shlemus. And he was saying the whole vart is, I have a neshama and I have a guf. My neshama tends to go, my guf tends to go down. I have the bechira to decide which way I'm going to go. And when I use that bechira, I'm, I'm choosing to suppress the guf and make myself a neshama dika person. More than that, I'm choosing to be mavatza the guf to neshama. And more than that, I'm using the neshama to be mashpian the guf. I'm using the neshama to be mated to the guf. I'm being like Hakash Baruch himself, we saw. There was an amazing idea that we saw. Hashem is mated to the Bria. I mated to my guf. I mated to my guf, like Hashem is mated to the Bria. The guf on its own can't go up. The guf on its own falls and sinks. The guf on its own is in opposition to Hashem, because it's a shtick flesh. There's nothing to do with the Rebbein Shalom. It's earthly. The neshama is mated to the guf. The neshama is the only way that the guf can rise up. And that's the word of all the mitzvahs. Every mitzvah has to do with what? With some kind of asik in this world, whether that's figuring out how to get up the right way halachically, go to sleep halachically, eat halachically, have a job in the, in the Torahic way, interact with people around me in the Torahic way—all of my asik, all my activity in the realm of the mundane—is there to enable the neshama to schlep the guf upwards because it's saying, you know, this is a, a, a gufni type of activity, physical activity. And we're going to do it in the way that's Torahic. That's the Ratzon HaTorah. That's the Ratzon HaShem. The Guf will now be yanked upwards within the mundane and all the mitzvahs which are there within the realm of the physical. Kivaldik. So that's how the whole system works. That's how I make myself do Ben Elam by the Neshama being able to raise the Guf up. Then the Ramchal tells us the Talmud Torah does this way more than everything else. The Talmud Torah is the one activity where we're barely involved in the physical. What are we doing with the physical during Talmud Torah? Tamzer is the one thing you can do anywhere, anytime, any place. You sit in a, you can be in a cold, dark room with nothing there. You know some Mishnah's Bapes sit in the Chazim Mishnah's Bapes, that's Tamzer Torah. You can be in, in, absolutely in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do, no one to interact with. But you have a safer to learn, that's Tamzer Torah. Tamzer Torah has barely, if any, at all, interaction with the world of the physical. On the one hand. And that means that, that continuing with the, the theme that the Ramchal has established, it should be the, 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 the lowest form of creating Shlemus in this world. Because creating Shlemus is all about being involved in, in the realm of the physical. And, and, and instead of letting the guf yank the neshama, then the neshama is able to be ma'ala the guf within the realm of the physical by doing the physical the proper way. So the Tamatari should be the lowest um, activity in all this, because what's Tamatari doing within the realm of the physical? Like nothing. Tamatari is all up here. On the other hand, the Ramchal is telling us it, it creates Madregas El above everything that we had till now. <clears throat> so this is one more question that has to be thrown out over here. This Tarti Tasasri of Tamatari, based on the way the Ramchal has established things, it should be having the lowest tikkun, not the highest tikkun, because the tikkun and the shlemus come from. from um, that struggle between the Nasham and the Guf, and the, the Guf being harnessed be the, be the Nashama to do Gufniistic things <clears throat> in the way that the Nashama wants, and, and, and the Nashama is made them on the Guf. But that Lechair would require being involved in, in, in the realm of the physical, and Tamatar has nothing to do with the physical. So these are all the issues and the questions over here. Why? It, how does it work? How does it give me the highest elevation? Why is it different than all the other mitzvahs? And and ultimately, wh- wh- why is it that Tamatar is so much more powerful than everything else? Um, 
So the word is like this. <clears throat> the clue that the Ramchal gives us in this paragraph, he has to give us clues because Ramchal does come lefarish for list time. The clue that he gives us is um, <clears throat> the idea that he mentions two or three times in this paragraph, which is that what you're doing when when you when you're doing Talmud Torah is you are. <clears throat> being davek with something and accessing something that you don't access when you're doing mitzvahs. And that's the bottom line. That's what it comes down to. And what that means is like this. All of the mitzvahs in the mundane, as we've seen, are creating oilam haba, making me into a ben oilam haba, because they are, yes, they're the neshama being made to the guf, and yes, they're the neshama raising the guf and, and me using my bechira to... to um, fight against the gr- gravity and, and the neshama pulling me down. But that's half it. The other half <clears throat> is that what am I doing with my guf? And where, where am I bring my guf? I'm bringing my guf towards Dveikos, towards one is towards a relationship with the Rebbe being at one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as much as I can. And that is what Shlemus is. That's what Tikkun is. And that well, the more I, I make myself like Hashem here by making all of myself, the total of myself, me and the guf, <clears throat> I have that potential created over here, and I enjoy that that gets unlocked in, in, in Olam Haba. Okay, the Seder. But it's all a function, not just of schlepping the guf, but schlepping the guf somewhere. Where am I bring my guf? I'm bringing my guf to Rebbein Shalei. How, by mitzvah and mundane, am I bring my guf to Rebbein Shalei? By following the Ratzanah Torah. What's the Torah way of eating? What's the Torah way of davening? What's the Torah way of sleeping? What's the Torah way of, of interacting with people around me? What's the Ratzon HaTar in every single situation? So I do that, so I'm doing this activity in the Torah way. This activity in the Torah way. Lulav and Ezra, I'm only doing because the Rebbein Shem asked me to, but it's ultimately an activity that I'm doing in the Torah way. So all of my activities are being done Kafi Ratzon HaTar, the way Hashem wants me to. I'm making my essence one that is more and more in line. I have the, the Shoifer part of me and the Lulav and Ezra part of me and the tefillin part of me, the tzitzit part of me, and paying my workers a part of me, and working for my boss part of me, all that, all those different parts of me, I'm doing the Torah away, make myself more and more like the Rebbein Shalev. But here's the critical difference between that and, and Torah. All those are mitzvahs, and mitzvahs ultimately are on a, a lower rung of the ladder. These mitzvahs are devices that are linked to something that's outside of Hashem and give me opportunities to do something outside like Hashem, like Hashem. That's what mitzvahs are. They're all linked at the end of the day to devices that are outside Hashem, things within that realm that's just outside Hashem. And there, again, are opportunities to be busy with those devices outside Hashem in a way that I'm like Hashem. Torah is one level above this. And even though it's one level above it, it's one level above, which makes a critical, qualitative, and exponential difference. Torah is not working within the realm of mitzvahs anymore, working within the realm of devices that have been created to let me, via those devices, have a relationship with Hashem. Torah is Hashem Himself, as it were. Rebbein Shem Himself, Kaviyachol. And as much as I get shleimus by doing something here, Yes, it makes me more like Hashem because I'm doing everything the way Hashem wants that makes me more and more dovic to Hashem. 
Because everything that I'm doing, I'm independently doing on my own, fighting with my goof, bring my goof. Here we're going to do this like Hashem, we're going to do this like Hashem. So of course, I'm more and more and more like Hashem. When I'm learning Torah, I kaviyochol am within Hashem. Kaviyochol. But l'moshol l'ma'adavar doimre. It's always easiest to, you know, go back to the, you know, the sports world with these things. We're going to, you know, go back to, uh, but, but maybe sports over here, maybe that wouldn't be the right, uh, the right muscle, but we could try that. We could take other mashalim also. Um, I have someone that I idolize, let's say. John Elway, John Elway gets a, a lot of uh, uh, shout-outs, it seems, in Derek Hashem. Um, or, um, or, um, Take someone else. Let's take someone else today. Um, someone else, but not a sports figure. Not a sports figure. Um, someone who one could admire for you know his leadership skills, for his he transformed the entire world. Um, I have. I'm not going to say. Uh, oh my gosh, this is Shemu Shemaim. It's a Shrek, but um, I have a Schwager who lives in an Adatan community, who's. Um, Trying to be mashpia, so he took a job at a, a local um, day school over there, in Baisad over there, and uh, he sent us some pictures of uh, certain like they have like a um, what do the schools make in Israel they call them the tzaz, but not like a like a program a um, program that the school is running right now, like Tikkun Hamida. So they had the kids were involved in like oh, up and down the hallways, you know, like schools they put things in the hallways, right? You guys have been to school before. So the, you know, Ezu Gibar Koyvesh is Yitzray, Ezu who, Ashiya Samech Bechelkoy, and they had pictures and dioramas and, and displays for all these, all these ty- different types of uh, Midas, and for each one they had an example of a Yid Nagoy, a Yid Nagoy, a Yid Nagoy. <laughs> and, um, so uh, one of them, I, I, I've seen the pictures again, but Mamish half of the Rabbi said Mamish half of a fellow they had for um, for Chesed. Uh, it wasn't just that mission of Ezra Gibor. There's also just bringing out different meters. Okay, the meters uh, program. So for Chesed, they had with Avram Avinu was the example for the Jewish world. And then they had Mother Teresa. I'm not making this up. Mother Teresa was the one that was there for the. Uh, in the secular world, you know, because there's, there's the secular leaders also that we can admire for Chesed. Then they had, try stop, try stop. Okay, I'm not going to be the one that's going to get in trouble. Maybe Rabbi Deitchman is going to get in trouble for um, requesting this segment today. But uh, they had, um, I, I don't know what the Shaykhis, forget about what the Shaykhis was, the Stamdo Shaykhis, but, uh, but what, what, uh, that's not really the point even. Ezu Gibar Akavish is Yitzroy. They had, who was the Yid that they had over there? Maybe it was Yosef, maybe, I don't know. In the second world, they had J.K. Rowling. Rowling? Yes, I, I still don't understand it either. <laughs> but, but I don't even think that's the big, that's not the biggest kasha. That's not the biggest kasha. V'chaheinu, um, v'chaheinu. So, um, where are we going with this? 
This has to do with this morning's Derech Hashem program. Oh yes, so we're trying to find leaders that we can admire. There's there are there's such a thing as as as, as uh, people who made their impact. I don't know if these would be the people that we would admire. J.K. Rowling, she made a lot of money. Definitely made a lot of money. Um, provided a lot of entertainment to a lot of Yiddish kinder. It's true. But let's 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 uh, maybe um, let's let's try to uh, to uh, come up with who would be a leader that we could. Taco, you know, some some we can say like change the entire face of the world, without, you know, trying to send Jewish children to um, monasteries and um, and uh, convents. You know, someone I don't know who's 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 politically safe. But let's say you take let's just say take take, take without naming anyone by name, a world leader, someone who is really a good person, <clears throat> Erlich. And someone who, who who made a major impact on the world, okay, who, who really made mapechas transform the whole world around them. Um, I idolize this person. I look up to them. <clears throat> look what they did to the whole world. Look, look what they were able to do. Uh, or, or a scientist who was really able to uh, to 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 eif quite a lot. And I look up to them, like you idolize anyone. And then when you idolize somebody. You you want to dress the way that they dress. You you uh, read about them. How do they talk? What are their habits? What are their interests? When I idolize someone, excuse me, I I, I try to emulate them. That's natural. So my hero, I, I want to dress the way he dresses. I want to talk the way they talk. I, I see that they have an interest in this, that, and the other. I, I I'm interested in that too. And with sports, it's the same exact thing. You know, you learn everything that you can. All the minutiae about your sports hero, and and you emulate them. <clears throat> what do they like to drink? Well, they like to drink Pepsi because that's what they do in the commercials, right? They're always talking about Pepsi, Bud Light. Okay, so now I drink Bud Light. You want to dress the way that wear their jersey, uh, what their hobbies? What do they do when these people aren't playing sports? They go to Disneyland, vice versa, right? They all go to Disneyland. So I want to go to Disneyland. Or someone above a sports figure. Again, I try to emulate them. So when you look at it that way, am I getting aspects of, of um, their persona? Yeah, I am. Because there's obviously a reason they have these habits in Hanhagas. So I, I dress the way they dress. I conduct myself the way they conduct themselves. I am getting a degree of, of their essence and their persona. That's true. But a, a, but, but, but a, a, a superficial type of degree of, of um, their persona. Because this is all who they are on the outside. Ultimately, am, am I really able to two-eyef anything that they could two-eyef? Can I accomplish what they're accomplishing? No, no. It's not not about the shoes that they wear and the pants they wear and the, and the, and the type of beer that they drink, which makes them who they are. It's about what's going on inside, about 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 their etzim essence, which is how they think, how they how they, how they, what makes them tick, um, how they make their decisions, how they process and analyze life. That's ultimately who they are and what, what, what allows them to do life, what they do life. And I'm not touching any of that. I, I'm, 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 I'm on the outside. Certainly that does give me something. I'm closer to emulating them and to getting something out of them than the guy who not emulating them. The chlal, there's something that's going to rub off on me. But I'm far, far off from their essence. Now, 
On the other hand, if someone idolizes a world leader, a governor, a mayor, someone who's able to make big mapeches in, 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 in cities and, and really do good things, good things for the world, scientists, inventors, whomever it'll be, and if I really study them and I, 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 I read biographies on them, I try to get into their heads. I try to get inside how they work, how they, what built them, what made them who they, who they became. How do they look at life? How do they think? How do they tick? What are their values? How do they make their decisions? What made this person such a good leader? You know, what, what, what are his kaychas ha-nefesh? I read biographies, I read autobiographies. People talk about themselves in their autobiographies. What went into their successes? And I do all that, and I make a real case study. And, and I decide I want to emulate the person on his inside, and his panemius. Now I'm really approaching being able to to what they to life. I'm getting into his head. What makes him tick? Who he is, that's his essence. Everything else is kind of on the outside, his exterior, the superficialities. If I can get into his, his values, how he thinks, how he processes, the struggles that he had to deal with, his decision-making process, then maybe I could talk be the next version of him. It's a muscle, so we can't take this too far, but it's the muscle of what we're learning about right now. That's the difference. Again, this is a muscle. Can't be taken out of soif. Maybe a, 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 almost a crude analogy, but it's it's a good one in terms of wrapping our heads around the difference between Tamatar and Mitzvah. And this is the way of understanding Tamatar and Mitzvah. Mitzvah is one step removed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It, it, the devices that the Rebbein created and, and, and put in a way that I can, through these devices, I can figure out what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from these devices. And that's how it gives me Shlemus. Talmud Torah is getting, as it were, into Rebbein Shem's head, into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mind, as it were. The Rebbein Shem's values, the Rebbein Shalaylam's decision-making process, so to speak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's shikol hadas, so to speak. That's what Torah is, and when I'm there, I'm at the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And being that Olam Hazet, going to Olam Haba, from stage one to stage two, at the end of the day, it's all about not just raising the guf, being matar mekadosh the guf, elevating the guf, it's elevating it to Hashem, to dveikas with Hashem. Talmud Torah gives me the ultimate dveikas that no other mitzvah gives me. It puts me inside Hashem's head, mamish, and it gives me a degree of closeness, consonance that no other mitzvah gives me, above and beyond every other mitzvah. And that's the solution to the the, the paradox of how Talmud Torah works. Yes, on the one hand, it's beneath all the mitzvahs, and that it doesn't involve anything. On the other hand, fakir, the fact that it doesn't involve anything is taking the guf to a place where I'm within, I mean, it doesn't involve anything because it's the mitzvah which is the one mitzvah which is within the pnimis HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as opposed to having to work through some type of chevtzah mitzvah, some type of activity, some type of, 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 of situation in life which would remove that one step from the Rebbein Shalom. Okay, that, that is the chilek between Tamatar and all their mitzvahs. And we see that that shows up even in just reading words of Torah. I am within HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, there's a lot more that has to be spoken out over there that we'll say for next week, Mir Hashem. That's the picking up on the Diyukim, the Ramchal. is talking about Kedush and Taharo, Kavona HaNuchayno. We'll have to get to that, Mir Hashem, that'll be next week. And we will conclude over here for this week. And everyone should have a wonderful Lichtige Shabbos. And thank you for joining me.